Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Three Yards Per Caddy, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. And we're on, and this is a bonus edition of the Three Yards Per Carry podcast. I am Alfredo Arteaga. I have Chris Kaufman here with me, who was at the joint practice with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Miami Dolphins today. Chris. Hey, how you doing? Uh, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm here. I'm actually driving away from the the joint practices right now. Um, I was on location uh, trying to give whatever observations that I can from practice. Uh, The Buccaneers practice facility is a little bit weird in that uh, the views for the fans, because these joint practices are open to the public, the views for the fans were probably even a little bit better than they were for the media section and the friends and family sections uh, that were, you know, the VIPs and all that. Um, so unless you were part of the team and, you know, one of the, one of the wise men, as you call them, Dan Marino or you know, Matt Moore or somebody like that. Or Kim really get up on the, and Kim Bokeh. Well, Kim, Kim, uh, Kim kind of stayed with, stuck with us a little bit, but uh, you couldn't really get up on the sidelines where some of the players were, or some of the coaches were, which is a little bit different for me because I'm used to all-star practices, which I've been going to for a decade. And, uh, and at the all-star practices I go to, you can get right up, you can get it right up close to the players and really, um, and really see what's going on. But so, so there were some times it was a little bit frustrating where you couldn't really tell what was going on in this, you know, sort of seven on seven or this team portion uh, and you kind of had to pick your poison as far as what you're going to pay attention to. But um, but I, th- I think it was a good practice overall. Okay. Now, what everybody wants to know is, has Josh Rosen made any inroads toward being QB1? I think uh, the, the body language from the Dolphins is, says yes, because clearly today he was working with the ones. Uh, he was working with the first-string offensive line some. Not that it helped him much at times, um, but he was he was working with first stringers today, and Ryan Fitzpatrick was down with the second stringers, which had to be sort of an experience for him uh, compared to what he's been used to with the Dolphins thus far. So if you're paying attention to that, you know, certainly. Um, and Josh Rosen had a big, you know, bomb down the deep left sideline to Devontae Parker today. He got plenty of time from his offensive line on the play. The protection made the opportunity, and he dropped it right in there, and Devontae Parker made the play. But there were some other challenging parts of the day, clearly. Um, there was pressure coming in, coming right in on him at times, and he didn't really do anything with it. Uh, certainly, you know, Fitzpatrick has a little bit more spiciness to him when, when that pressure comes in and when things break down. You can see him, sometimes he gets blown dead anyway, <laughs> you like that? Yeah. Um, so 
sometimes sometimes the play gets blown dead anyway for Fitzpatrick as he's as he's scrambling and trying to be Fitz magic and all that, um, which I think actually made him uh, angry a few times today. But um, but he he tries to do more than Rosen does, and that's that's something to really keep an eye on because when the live bullets start flying, you you know you've got a trashy pocket, especially behind what we think is going to be a challenging offensive line for Miami. He made inroads in that he got the the reps with the ones today. But overall, you know, he had a lot of moments today where he just held on to the ball too long and the sack, the sack was blown and it was kind of interspersed with a couple of good moments like the deep one to Devontae Parker. Now, for the layman, they would say there's – there's one matchup in particular that is kind of sexy, and I think it's sexy all the way around in the NFL, and that's Mike Evans versus Xavier Howard. What did you see as far as that matchup? There's some in the Tampa Bay beat that are saying that Mike Evans got the best of Xavier Howard. How did you see it? Well, I thought I thought Chris Godwin was the, uh, the strongest uh, receiver today on the Buccaneers from what I saw, I mean, he was, he was all over the place and getting open versus a lot of players, including Xavier Howard doing some damage. Um, you know, Mike Evans, I didn't really notice him too much. I know that Xavier Howard did, uh, did get, you know, a pick. Actually, I think he got two picks today. Uh, so if you get, if you're a corner and you got two picks on the day, you did, you did good. Right. I mean, yeah. That's, <laughs> those are those are too rare. So you're gonna allow catches. You're gonna allow catches as a corner. Um, but if you if you get those turnovers, then then you did a really good job overall on the day. I think it was a, a back and forth between the Bucks receivers uh, today and Xavier Howard. But the guy who was really challenged and didn't do so hot, in my opinion, was Eric Rowe. Um, he seemed like he couldn't. He just couldn't really engage and challenge the Buccaneers receivers in coverage. I mean, whether he was playing, if he was playing off, then you know he wasn't he wasn't getting in there. He wasn't clicking and closing. Uh, if he was playing man, then you know there was separation happening, and he was allowing the catch. It was it was a little tough day for Eric Rowe, um, and clearly some of the some of the backups on Miami as well. Now. Vita Vea did not participate, but we moved from no. a sexy matchup to a matchup that we were very interested in, and we mentioned it on the pod, which is available now. You could download that once you finish listening to this. And that's Ndamukong Sue versus the interior offensive line of the Miami Dolphins, which comprise, is comprised of two rookies right now. How did they do today? How did Michael Dieter look? How did Shaq Calhoun look? I thought that Dieter had some challenging moments again, um, based on what I saw. Uh, I, 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 I hesitate to say that this was a Sue thing, you know, because I, I really it was it was I saw blitzers coming in, some guys coming in untouched that way. I saw um, you know some some guys coming in off stunts that were unpicked up. Uh, I, I think that. I think it wasn't like a Sioux domination day uh, from what I saw. And in fact, Shaq Calhoun did a good job against Sioux. Um, you know, 
on, on at least one rep. Uh, so I, I think that uh, I think that Dieter had challenging moments, but it wasn't necessarily because Sue was doing so good. I think that there were sort of some blown um, some blown protections or uh, blown fits, you know, that way uh, against the Buccaneers blitz-oriented and maybe stunting defensive players, and that allowed some quick pressure. Um, I didn't really get the sense that it was because of Andamakan Sue dominating them. Okay, now Omar Kelly of the Sun Sentinel was reporting that they had a new set of defensive ends uh, for as a guy that has been to almost every single practice. Well, actually, I've been to every single practice except this one today. This is kind of new. Nate Orchard and Jonathan Ledbetter are the new defensive ends, at least on first team today. What did you see from them, and what happened with Charles Harris and Tank Carradine? Well, I think that um, part of it is because of if you really watch the preseason game and you watch what Jonathan Ledbetter and Nate Orchard did, they played exactly how the coaches have always described they want their defensive players to play in terms of their eyes and their leverage and their hands. And so getting a little bit of the bump today was not too surprising. Although, you know, maybe if you're a Charles Harris guy and you think that he's going to step up and you never like to see him getting a step down during the day. Unfortunately, there were times where I had to pick whether I was watching the offense and the defense. And some of those plays that you're talking about with Ledbetter and Orchard uh, starting on the first string were on the opposite field where I couldn't really watch that much. But um, but from what I saw, Orchard was rather ordinary today. Um, for, you know, I saw him in a, a number of uh, 11 on 11s and live drills. And, you know, Jonathan Ledbetter, I think, is, is more of a stout guy. He's always going to look pretty good. Um, but we've seen that before. We've seen other guys in Miami that play like him and just weren't necessarily great players. Um, I'm forgetting the name of the USC kid that was here for a while that ended up going to the Atlanta Falcons in free agency. Uh, he was an undrafted free agent of ours for a while. It reminds me a little bit of him. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was okay. I just think that this is this is a bit of a reward for the preseason game, similar to Josh Rosen. But one thing I will say is in the mix in the up down mix today, they had a lot of Preston Williams and Bryce Butler working together as a pair, coming in with the first string offense, and the first string offense coming in um, as I would say this is more like two wide receiver looks as opposed to three wide receiver look was still consistently involving Isaiah Ford along with Devontae Parker and Kenny Stills. But there, there, there might be a second package kind of forming a little bit that they want to, they want to get a look at between Preston Williams and Bryce Butler. Um, both of them, I think did, did well in the, in the game last week. So, and Preston Williams got more work today with Ryan Fitzpatrick, which had to be interesting. And I, you know, again, Preston Williams had a day. He had several highlight moments. I, I notched a, uh, a sliding catch of his that he that um, that came in and bound. So that was during the scrimmage portion where the Dolphins, you know, slightly outscored the Buccaneers. Um, Xavier Howard had a pick during that portion. Uh, you know, 
Preston Williams also beat some guys in one-on-one today and, and made them look silly. So he's, he's continuing his run. I wouldn't say that he dominated the practice, but, I mean, he's clearly looking good on a snap-for-snap basis. All right. Now let me give you three questions on the way out of here. Uh, first of all, give me your winners on both teams. I think that, well, I, I, I don't know if I want to comment too much on the Buccaneers, but uh, certainly on the Dolphins' side, Kalen Bellage had a very good day. Um, he looked, I mean, he looked really elusive in the hole today. I, I was watching him from, from the back view a lot, and the way that he would make the guy miss, you know, in a condensed space was very impressive. He broke off some big runs. He also had a number of catches. Um, he was getting some work in in receiving uh, during drills. Some of them he didn't he didn't necessarily haul in, but he was getting a lot of work. And especially his elusiveness in the hole, breaking off some big runs. I mean, he he did look more impressive than I've seen him in a while. And, and that was that was a big day for him. And the other one is Xavier Howard. When you go off and have a couple of picks, uh, I believe he had two today, um, like he did. Then I think that you know you're you're an outstanding you had an outstanding day as a corner um Preston Williams was consistently pretty good as well uh I thought that you know of all play, players Chris Reed well, I was watching a lot of the offensive line drills uh, sort of the individual drills and and lo- the unit drills and stuff and uh Chris Reed I mean he really has sort of a look about him as far as uh the way that he's able to change directions and his um his athleticism uh, he did well he wasn't he wasn't getting his ass chewed out by Dave DeGuglielmo today that was left for other players um so I I think that those are some of my standouts today uh, I'm sure there were others but you know there's there's a lot going on that uh, you can't necessarily see all of it all right now give me your losers I it I have to go with Isaiah Prince um today you know a lot of people had good feelings about him based on the preseason game. I watched him, I rewatched it, you know, quite a bit. And I thought he was okay in the preseason. I didn't think that he did anything that really stood out. Um, but today he was on the business end of Dave DeGuglielmo's foot in his ass. Um, and that, and it showed during team portions as well, when he was getting beat and, and he was having a few problems. I, I think that, you know he he needs to he needs to lock it up a little bit. Um, I, I know there were some there were some things uttered by DeGuglielmo in front of everybody that uh, I would hate have said about me. So uh, he was he was definitely he had a challenging day. Eric Rowe had a challenging day certainly. Um, you know because he was getting beaten a lot by by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers receivers. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't necessarily know that either of the quarterbacks really stood out today, executing the offense especially well. Um, and certainly, the offensive line was getting whipped around some too. So, so there was some. There's plenty of of bad to go around. As Bruce Arians said, there was also a lot of yellow today. There were a lot of flags, and um, and that's uh, that's something that has to be cleaned up on both sides and with the Buccaneers as well. All right, now the last question to get you out of here: Who won the day? Which team was the uh, better football team today? You know, this is not a, this is not a great Buccaneers team, 
by any means. Um, it didn't. It doesn't look like that. Uh, but they did look better today. I was watching pit drills with, um, you know, I do a lot of all-star practice uh, practice stuff. And so I'm, I'm familiar with pit drills and, and how much they favor the defensive linemen. And, and today, <clears throat> pit drills with Buccaneers offensive linemen versus Dolphins defensive linemen, you, you'd never be able to tell that pit drills favor the defense. Uh, and, and, and because the offense really got the better of them for that drill. And I thought that was the same when I was watching the Buccaneers, you know, individual receivers going against our defensive backs. Uh, it didn't seem like Miami's offense got a whole lot going. Technically speaking, they did a scrimmage and the Dolphins won it, I think three to nothing or something, something along those lines. Yeah. But, but overall, taking in the totality of everything I saw today, I thought the Bucks got the better of the Dolphins today. Well, all right. That's Chris Kaufman of the Three Yards Per Carry podcast, my podcast mate. You can check out his notes on fivereasonsports.com. He will be at practice again tomorrow. Remember to download our episode from this week, as well as these bonus pods that we'll be dropping. See you guys tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Carry. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.